0: Welcome to the Girl on Top Shallon XO podcast. I'm your host, Shallon Lester, and you might know me from my YouTube channel, where I analyze celeb relationships and scandals for the lessons we can take into our own lives. But here on the podcast, I answer the best questions you submitted over the past week. Got a love quandary? Head to my website, shallonLester.com to get connected, and also shop my merch and take some fun quizzes. Be sure to rate and review this podcast if you like it, and follow me on Instagram at ShallonXO and find me on YouTube for four new videos a week okay so before we get started let's do our relaxation ritual we're gonna breathe in through the nose and hold it for a few seconds and release we're gonna do that again and we're gonna think about breathing in and release we're gonna drop our shoulders We're going to unclench our jaw, oh yeah, wiggle it around, take our tongue off the roof of our mouth, breathe in one more time, and focus on the air going to all your 10 fingers, all your 10 toes, two ears, and a fabulous little brain. Now we're ready to receive the message. Wake the mighty women. All right, so Annabelle submitted this question. She said, I'm a 22-year-old, and I'm searching for a relationship, but I find it really hard. Whenever I show interest in a guy, he usually, <clears throat> they usually show interest at first, then run a mile and ghost for me being full-on into it. It's so discouraging. My girlfriends are always in relationships, while I absolutely cannot even get a man to text me back. Where do I look? Or pluck up courage to meet new men of high quality. I've given up on online dating since it doesn't really go well. I know they say it's best to meet people through similar hobbies. But how do I even go about this? My hobbies include design, partying, bars, and the gym. What's wrong with me? I barely get approached. I have I have some I have some thoughts. I always have some thoughts. So I think a few things are hindering her progress here. First of all, she doesn't seem to be looking for the right guy. She seems to be looking for any guy, right? And I used to be like this. Like I'm saying this without an ounce of shade. I was like, A casting agent casting for the role of Shallon's boyfriend. Like, uh, we want someone, dark hair, medium build, you. Yeah, come on down. It never really occurred to me to stop and say, do I like this person? Like, I hadn't really been in a long-term adult relationship and it or like I had been in a relationship in college but college relationships are a little bit different because you're you're a lot busier. Actually maybe they're not. Let's say that they're all the same. I guess I had just plain forgotten what it was like to be in an adult relationship. <clears throat> and I forgot how much alone time you spend with this person. How much downtime. Even if you have the craziest sex ever, You can't have sex all the time. Eventually, you have to stop having sex and start having sandwiches and start talking to each other. And like it had never occurred to me that if I couldn't talk to someone on a date or if they weren't texting anything interesting, it was not going to go well in terms of a long-term relationship. But maybe it had occurred to me, and I just didn't care. I wanted a boyfriend. I wanted to have that experience, that boyfriend experience. And I was willing to take literally anyone who might've come across my path. And you know what? ho. Oh, that came across loud and clear. Desperation is the strongest scent in the world to a man. They can smell it a mile away. It is like their entire body attunes to sensing it like a, like a truffle pig or a bomb dog. You know, they're like, that's a desperate woman and a quality guy. Is going to run from a desperate woman but a fucked up fuck boy he's gonna be like mmm okay okay I can get her to do a whole lot of things with not a lot of effort and I can gaslight her I can lie to her I can bamboozle her and come up with a whole bunch of ridiculous excuses for my behavior and she's gonna buy it just to keep me around cuz she's desperate right so that's one thing but I also I'm reading between the lines on this and I'm getting a lot of clues that like she's doing the chasing. Like I can't get a d- guy to text me back. That's that's a red flag word, back. That means you're texting them first, right? I don't get the sense that this is like part of a conversation and suddenly they go dark. You're reaching out, you're texting them first, you're DMing them, you're messaging them on Tinder first, you're in their snaps, that's not good. What do we do here in the Shalantraj? Never, ever, ever chase. We are the bait, they are the fish. The egg doesn't swim to the sperm, right? And people dress this up as like, you know, feminism. Like I'm wearing my feminist feminist hoodie right now, part of my merch line. And people have this misguided belief that feminism is chasing, that feminism is like doing the courtship rituals that a man should do. It absolutely is not. I know my worth, that is feminism. Feminism is understanding what I bring to the table. I am the table, I am the chairs, I'm the centerpiece, I'm all of it. I am whole and worthy and valid on my own. And as such, I know that I deserve that kind of treatment. I am not like Ross brand clearance rack shoes, and maybe they're two different sizes. I am a Gucci bag, fresh collection, hot off the runway. I don't go on sale. Right? And when we chase men, we're putting ourselves on sale. We're saying, oh, you know, I'm just desperate to get boxed." So here, here, here. Let me make it easier for you. Let me make it easier for you to acquire me. Oh, oh, was that too much? Okay, well then let me dial it down. Let me dial it down. Do you have a coupon? Great. I'm gonna take fucking bed bath and beyond coupons. All right. So <clears throat> if you're chasing, you're setting yourself up for failure. Clearly, because she's unhappy. And we've all been down this road where I was the one texting first, I was the one making plans, and like even if you like get a guy, whatever that might mean, it doesn't add up to a hill of beans because you don't feel courted, you don't feel valued, and more importantly, you don't know that he's actually there because he wants to be, or because he's not really got anything better to do this weekend or next month or for the next six months until he finds something better to do and then he drops you. This passive reciprocation is what I warn about all the time. I feel like I talk about it in every podcast, but it needs to be brought up once a week to all of us, if not more, you know, because passive reciprocation means like, yeah, he'll be like, eh, sure, whatever. I'll go out. I'll meet up. I'll hook up. But that's not the same as chasing you. That's not the same as value, right? Some other red flags I see here is her hobbies. Partying is not a hobby. Bars are not a hobby, in like design, I don't know what that is. That's not a hobby at all. I mean, it is, but it's a solitary hobby. The way like needlepoint is a hobby. I do needlepoint, but I'm not like, Jesus. I've needlepointed this whole pillowcase. Why haven't I met a guy? Like, uh, because you're sitting in your house, dipshit. Like. When I say you need to get involved in hobbies to meet people, I mean things that involve others and not bars. Because think about what that is. You're going out, you're getting drunk. And listen, when you're desperate and you're at a bar, like I said, it comes across you're drinking too much. You're either doing one of two behavioral pathologies, you're sitting and sulking with this mean mug on your face because you've gone out with this attitude of no one's going to approach me, only going to talk to my friends, no one's going to want to talk to me. And that becomes a very self-fulfilling prophecy because you sit there with a the look on your face that's repellent. I know because I did that for a very long time. Or then I would flip-flop and go completely to the opposite side. This mania, I'm having the best time. I This is the best bar. I'm careening around, I'm doing shots, I'm grinding on the dance floor, so I'm twerking. That's not attractive either, okay? Let me tell you from experience. And we fall into one of those two things When we're going out for the wrong reasons if you're going out to be with your friends and hang out first of all she would have said that in the message my hobbies include hanging out with my friends she didn't say that she said partying and the bars right the reason i limit how many characters you guys can write in your submission form it's purposeful it's because i want I want to force you to sum up a situation, because how we choose to summarize what we're going through is extremely significant. If you have to boil down this fuckboy to a TLDR situation and not use 4,000 words to beat around and around the bush, you're probably gonna describe him as a fuckboy, you know? And I need to see that. It's, It's a huge part of the data in and of itself. So she didn't say, I like going out with my friends. She said the bars. And that means you're going out hunting for a man. And that's the antithesis of a hobby, okay? So look, the reason I say that you need hobbies is because, I've said this before, relationships aren't 50-50. They're 100-100. You have to be 100% okay on your own before you can go out and attract someone else who is quality and healthy. If you go out from a place of lack, a place of weakness, you are going to attract people who are either also weak and in a place of lack, and then you get this codependent relationship, or like I said, you're going to attract a predator, and not a good one like me, (laughs) an author, an editor, and a predator, you're going to attract a fuckboy, you're going to attract an abusive, toxic person, and then you're going to get into like a different type of codependent relationship. What's the point? How the fuck is that better than being single? I don't understand when society decided for us that being single is the worst thing that can befall a woman. Absolute worst. Like, I'm getting together with some of my high school friends when I go back for Thanksgiving, and it's like, one of them isn't married. She is a fucking doctor, by the way. And she's like, but I don't have a husband. I don't have a boyfriend. I'm like, you have a a doctor in front of your name? Like, are you kidding me? Like, what? But, like, this is what society has taught her that that is all her worth. Like, I'm single now. I'm not looking forward to telling that story either. But it's like, we have to reframe this because until we do, we're gonna be fear based decisioning our way through our lives to try to get a boyfriend because we think that that is the thing that makes us valid, whole, seen, ambitious. It gives us a plan. It is this like wonderful stopgap from having to think about our own lives. Oh, gee, wait, where is my career going? It doesn't matter. I have a husband. I'm planning a wedding. No. I realize this is a very long answer to a relatively short question. So I really want her to get into some real hobbies, not partying and bars, because those two things, they erode your life instead of enriching it, right? Do you ever wake up hungover and be like, man, I feel good about my life, my choices, where things are going. I feel smarter. I feel more self-actualized. No, you feel miserable, right? Once the thrill of like, we went out, we had such a crazy time. It's like, okay, what did that get me? How does that, okay, let's put that in perspective. You go out on a date with someone, you need things to talk about, right? I always say, interesting people have interests, Right? So say that you're perfect match, walk through the door. The fuck do you have to talk about? And if you don't have anything to talk about, he's going to keep right on moving to a girl who does. Because, well, I like to take shots, um, uh, and that doesn't really lead to a lot of deep conversation and a lot of connection. I also say hobbies because a person needs something to connect to, they want you know they want to be inspired by you. Dating is about admiration in a lot of ways. And if you aren't bringing anything to the table that's inspirational, that's adventurous, that's curious, that's mind expanding, that's horizon broadening, why would he be there? You're good in bed? Who gives a shit? A lot of people are good in bed. What does that even mean? You know, like guys just need like a warm hole. They're really not that picky. So you got to engage the mind. And the way you do that first and foremost is by engaging your own mind. So get involved in hobbies that let you set goals. Become the captain of my volleyball team. Host a workshop at the teen shelter where I'm volunteering. Sign up 10 new people for the Bernie Sanders campaign. Something that's physical that's going to get the blood pumping because it's easier to bond when we're engaged in something physical because of the serotonin release, which promotes oxytocin bonding. And then you're going to be able to flip the script. It's not guys don't like me. It's who do I like out of this population? I know what i have i know who i am i know what i bring to the table i like my life i am not looking to be rescued from a goddamn thing so what are you bringing to me and then suddenly you're no longer that tj maxx clearance rack shoe situation you're the gucci purse you're looking around saying can you afford me emotionally time what do you have what i need how are you going to acquire me we date from a position of strength Instead of lack and weakness and fear, our lives change. Okay, so Lucy sent this question. And actually, weirdly, I've gotten this question from like three girls over the last week. Basically, she's like, I got mad at my boyfriend on my birthday because he squeezed in another game of soccer with his friends after I said, I'm ready to go to dinner. Like, I'm all dressed up. Let's go. And then he got mad, and then we went to dinner, and it was really awkward, and I gave him the silent treatment, and blah, blah, blah. And so we ended up just going home separately. We've talked twice in person, and it just doesn't go very well. He gets mad, says I'm pinning everything on him, that I hurt him. The thing is just a big mess. He doesn't argue like this a lot, and so I just feel like we're locked in this sort of like battle royale over this birthday thing, so I don't know what to do, and I don't know how to make this better. So I get a lot of questions about guys who fuck up your birthday, like a lot. And birthdays, birthdays suck because like, (sighs) again, like we have been taught that birthdays are the most special day of your entire life, at the very least the year. Everything has to be perfect. Like you're going to have 90 some birthdays, you know, so... Stats tell you that not all of them are going to be perfect. But of course, of course, you want a day that's gonna, that's like special. And it's hard when you grow up, because when you're a kid, you have built in people who are planning your birthday, your parents, your sibling, whatever. But when you're an adult, it's like, who is the closest person in your life? And you sort of unconsciously feel like they need to acknowledge the majesty of this day and make it incredibly special. And usually, that's your birthday. And a lot of times, guys aren't very good at this stuff. But look this fight that they had is not about a birthday, right? I am a big believer in fighting over issues versus just topics. Here's an example. The issue is, can't you just clean up the goddamn to-go containers from the sushi I ordered? You can't just throw them away? That's a topic, all right? That's a topic. The issue is, I do the emotional labor in this relationship. I got us dinner I set it all up, you can't do this one thing to acknowledge my effort for the larger thing I have done for us as a couple, right? That's the issue. That's the thing to address, right? And you want to address an issue if it actually is an issue. So this is what I told her, like, look, the issue is is not the soccer game. The issue is that you feel like he put something social with his friends ahead of you on a day that was special. Look around your relationship and ask yourself if this is a pattern. Does he chronically do this? Is he always prioritizing his friends, Xbox, his parents, blah, 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 and you just kind of always feel like you're on the back burner in some sense? If the answer is yes, address that. Go to that and say, look, I know it seemed like I freaked out because of a soccer game on my birthday, but for one, birthdays are really special to girls, and I was really hoping that I would be just your complete focus for 24 hours, even if you think it's silly, even if you think it's basic. Relationships aren't about 100% understanding someone's needs. They're about 100% respecting them, and every single girl on her birthday is going to demand you respect the majesty of that day, right? you're good luck finding a bitch that doesn't care. That's not why I got so gassed up. I mean, it is part of it, but because I feel like this is part of a larger pattern. This is a piece of a puzzle that has been going on for a while. I feel not like a priority in your life because of XYZ examples. And This is just kind of the straw that broke my back, because like I said, it is on a very significant day for me, and I wanted it to be perfect, and I just really didn't want to see our issues play out on today of all days. So I want to address that issue. I don't want to address the topic. And you kind of got to see what a guy does. If he gaslights you, what are you talking about? And look, every time you confront someone with an issue, there's going to be a modicum of denial, right? No, I don't think so. But it's like, oh, just take a breath. I'm not attacking you. I'm trying to work on this problem. And it is a problem. If it's a problem for one person, it's a problem for both people. Okay. That's how relationships work. I'm trying to address this from a collaborative standpoint. If he still digs in his heels, like, you know what, Kristen, I don't know what you're talking about. Like, blah, 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 blah. I don't know what you want from me. Blah, 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 blah. Then, I mean, look, one of two things are true. Either he's right. And like, you are his priority, and maybe you have unrealistic expectations of what a relationship entails in terms of priority and attention. Like if you're saying you don't want him to ever be with his friends, blah, 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 you're right. You're in a losing position there. Or... He's gaslighting you and he doesn't want to address it because he wants to keep things exactly the way they are. He wants to bone out and like play soccer with his friends and go do whatever and blow you off and still have you around as like a sex object and an emotional fidget spinner and a support system whenever he chooses to. So ask yourself if any of this is kind of ringing true, right? But if it's not, because sometimes... Sometimes it's just a bad day. It's just a stupid decision. Guys are very stupid. We know this. They make dumb, boneheaded decisions without thinking. They don't, you know, understand the significance of something. And it's really, really, really important to communicate before the day of your expectations for a certain event, a certain celebration, a certain anniversary, or just in general in your relationship, the things that are important to you and the things that aren't. Like some girls, like want to celebrate their monthly anniversary with a dude, hugely important. Other girls couldn't give a shit. They don't even remember the day that they met or first kissed or first slept together. It's like we're together and that's all that matters. Same with birthdays. But you have to communicate this, right? People can't meet expectations that they don't know exist and vice versa. He might be like, you didn't come. To my frat formal, blah, blah, blah. Like, we don't know what's significant to a guy. So, we gotta ask and get really clear on that. But say that, you know, that ship has sailed and you're already in it and you're like, well, shoot, now what do we do? (laughs) Look around. And like I said, if you see this as like part of a whole, part of a chronic pattern, address that. But if not, you gotta let it go. And listen, I hate letting things go. I hate it. I hate, I never forgive, I never forget, I never, ever, ever have makeup sex. Never. I've never had makeup sex one time in my life. I stay frosty and frozen for like a week and then I'm just like, fine, let's do it and get it over with. But I've never experienced like, whoa, we're back together. Nope. So listen, I, of all people, understand that it is unpleasant to let something go. (laughs) But for the sake of your relationship, you got to, because like I say, you can be right or you can be happy. And yeah, on paper, you're right. He should be more honorable towards your majesty day. But how is that going to get you to a place of happy? Because isn't that the point? Isn't that the point of why you wanted him to make this day special for you? So you could be happy, right? Well, now you have the chance to choose happiness and you're purposely choosing not. You're choosing victory over peace and that's always gonna lead down a very contentious path. And it's gonna erode your relationship rather than strengthening it. And if that's kind of what you want... On some level, hey, our subconscious pulls us in all sorts of directions. Address that. If you like love being mad about this, maybe this isn't the relationship for you. Maybe you want to pick a lot of fights and have some drama because the other areas of your life aren't very exciting and that's where you should be turning your attention. There's some stuff under there and it's crazy how when you look at something seemingly as like one dimensional is hey fucked up on my birthday there can be so many other things behind it so even if you're not in that particular situation i guarantee you're in some topic versus issues issue situation and you owe it to yourself and you owe it to your partner to pause Sit for like five minutes, put on a million of my podcasts, and even write it down with a piece of paper, what is under there, and then get to the root of that. Well, that's it for this episode of Girl on Top. Thanks for being part of the Shalon If you have a love question you need some help with, find me on my website, shallonlester.com, and be sure to connect with me on Instagram at shallonxo, and subscribe to my YouTube channel. Stay sweet, stay savage.